0: From hell to a colder hell. Let's dive into Silka's journey. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Mere Mortals book reviews. Today, Mere Mortalite, I have Silka's journey. Silka's journey. Um, by Heather Morris. Now, you might recall quite recently I reviewed basically the prequel to this, which is The Tattooist of Auschwitz, and I did enjoy that one. If you haven't had a chance to go and read that book review, I'll put up a link here so you can actually go and check that out. But this is basically the sequel. Now, as a head in straight into what is the book all about, well, it's a, first of all, it's a thick, goddamn book by Heather Morris. It is thick, however, the words are quite large, so. A mere mortal like myself who takes quite a little while to read through these sort of things was able to get through it quite quickly. Um, And it picks up, let's go into the actual story, it picks up where the last one generally uh, ended from the Tattooist of Auschwitz. So in the Tattooist of Auschwitz, um, Heather uh, sort of talked through Lael's story, just a bit of a recap there. Lael uh, being in concentration camps, specifically in Auschwitz and Birkenau. Um, and, and tattooing, but through that story, uh, the individual Silka was uh, noted quite a few times, and even at the very no, not at the end. At the end, she actually reviews it. But Heather, as she was talking to, to Lale, but even in the story, it's called that Silka is one of the um, the strongest. I believe specifically, um, it's called out as being the. Um, oh, it escapes my mind. The bravest person here right at the bottom. She was the bravest person I ever met by Lael. So then the story continues on basically what happened to Silka? What happened after um, Auschwitz was liberated basically. And it's not a happy story. So uh, as a summary, Silke uh, came out of that. Russians liberated um, or at least came in to, to sort of take over the camp. She got into conversations and basically was found to be colluding, helping the enemy shock and horror. Uh, if you can remember back to the original book, and I don't know if I called it out specifically, or if you did read it, um, Silka Howe was raped basically by the chief camp officer. Now I wanna take a pause here because in reading this book and also reading some information about the book itself, it's actually been called into question whether that is true. I believe it's the, the grandson um, of uh, the actual uh, Cecilia, uh, who, uh, and I'll make sure I got this right. So in the story, uh, her name goes by Cecilia Klein, but it's believed that it's based on an individual called Cecilia Kovachova in reality. So the grandson actually, um, I don't know if it's already taken Heather to court. Uh, Heather Morris as the author to confirm whether the, you know, she's just telling lies or everything else. But as Heather puts it, she's basically put the story together uh, from what Lael has told her and information that she can source. And she talks a little bit about that at the end of the book itself. But let's just go with, this is the a fictional story of Cecilia Silke's journey and how it went down. So basically uh, after Auschwitz, she's picked up by the Russians, found to be colluding, uh, to be helping the enemy, even though she was being raped for three or four years. And she was also in a house um, where she was sending people off to basically, I think it was block 11, to the final uh, crematorium uh, or death carts. And they took it as being like up oh, no, you're helping the enemy. You're going to another you're going another another prison and which was uh Vorkuva uh, Gulag, I believe that is correct. Yes, the she got sent to the Vorkuta Gulag probably pronouncing that wrong. Uh, and it's just very far up north. It was pretty much like near the uh polar uh, circle, very close to it. So you can imagine absolutely freezing, terrible conditions. Um so then the story just goes through uh, as she arrives there again, being introduced to this terrible new way of life. I believe that she is imprisoned or put to be imprisoned for fifteen years. And then the story just goes through her time basically there um, as she evolved into getting new jobs because the existing jobs were with basically just getting uh, mining was basically it, getting coal uh, out of the ground and really uh, heartbreaking, um, you know, and completely wrenching to all the females and males who were there. But so then the story goes through as Silke is able to get herself working uh, at the hospital. Um, she seems to find a real big passion for nursing basically. And the story is intertwined with her also going out to ambulances, helping out with baby delivery, uh, how she gets food back to people. And there's lots of flashbacks that go back to what is her presumed time at Auschwitz as well and how the comparisons between what happened um, you know, during Auschwitz uh, and what's happening to her through that um, experience at the gulag then it fast-tracking through look it's basically she's just explaining what's going on for 10 odd years until again at the very end um, she's liberated and life goes on now that's that's the book in summary i'm going to give you a comparison straight away the tattooist of auschwitz did a really great wonderful job in able to I guess connect the dots quite clearly there was a lot of different characters and bring through a pretty um, streamlined storyline that was still pretty punchy. Whereas Silka's journey, a little bit thicker, right? A little bit thicker. It just felt almost like a journal of sorts, I would say. Journal journal of sorts with a lot of flashbacks into the past experiences in Auschwitz. China then entangle. Uh, her feelings and experiences. And I guess Heather tried to put through in this particular fiction, fiction book as well around Silco and how brave she was because there was, I think I can recall off the top of my head, two times, two times where she was either uh, given the option to uh, sleep in a better place and to actually be liberated early. And she chose, purposely chose. Other people to go in her place because she didn't feel like she could uh, take take that burden, I guess, of being free when others could could be free in front of her. So you know, if that was uh, truly what happened, and I know there's a fictional story based on 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 some uh, nuggets of truth, but if that bit was truthful, wow, Silka is definitely incredibly brave. Let's talk about themes of the book. One of the biggest ones f- uh, um, for me, uh, from a takeaway perspective, was the comparison that Silke was making to Auschwitz and her time there versus her time at the Gulag was almost like, yeah, the Gulag's pretty shit, but it wasn't as bad as Auschwitz. Like, you don't know what it was like really there. And there's a few confrontational uh, interactions as well as conversations that happen throughout the book where, you know, Silke is telling people that, yeah, you know, I don't really want to talk about this. And when she opens up, uh, people obviously like Sierra's, Wow, that's that's crazy. I can't believe you. You know, you survived that for for such a long period of time. So there was there was always this undercurrent of, you know, it's pretty terrible there, but it, but it's also not not as bad as it, as it was over in Auschwitz. Um, but there was some. I, I sort of took that as a theme, but you know, reading some of the experiences of what there could be at, the, uh, at that gulag at Volkhut Gulag, and I you know the combination of cold and you know, extreme working conditions. It just it seemed at least to me, like it should have been just as uh, just as bad. Uh, perhaps maybe the death ratio wasn't as much, seemed, people seem to be living a lot more, but there was always this, this comparison between, or you, you, how, how bad the other one was in comparison to this, or, you know, I survived that other place. You wouldn't know about surviving this place. Another weird theme uh, in this book as well that I, I noticed, and I tried to do a little bit of research to be like, why, what's going on here? In this book, Heather writes out everybody's names um, get either said or read out or introduced in full names. So I'm just going to open up like an absolute random page and I reckon I'm going to be able to find it because once you get into the story and they get introduced, you know, uh, Heather presents it as uh, Josie's voice, Liuba comes over, are you all right? But when people get introduced, they always get introduced with full names. Um, So it is... Um, and I don't understand why. I don't. I don't know oh. if it's a, a particular habit of, of Heather. I didn't find that in the, in the previous book. I don't know if it's something that uh, associates with you know that time frame and people really introduce themselves. But I found it extremely weird um, because sometimes you, you'd see you'd be reading this and, and be kind of connected, um, but then the way at least it read to me was you know this sort of almost this conversation doesn't seem real. Like some of these conversations do not seem real in the way you might interact and call each other out. Maybe wrong maybe that's just part of the fiction maybe it's just me i'm not sure but that was just a weird theme of it as well and then obviously a third one a big theme of the book of course is just survival right doing what you need to do to survive and how Silka was basically almost uh, thinking back to what happened in auschwitz and the fact that she would need she put herself and her body in a position to be raped and let's not get this wrong uh they basically get the, the girls in, in the hut you know, in the actual unit and there's probably multiple units in this particular gulag they get raped by what they call the um the the camp husbands basically on a you know, it sounded like every three or so nights right and at the very start of uh, of uh, when that happened you know everyone's shocked and silk is kind of like look just take it uh, i i kind of understand this um and then by the end of it you see this evolution as you know people start to become I guess entangled with love with these people who are raping you, but because it's that, you know, they've been there for for so long, they started to get really, really attached to one another. Um, And there was a real big polarity between how Silka connected with the person who was raping her and really being distant, almost with the view of she'd experienced that before in Auschwitz, and how everybody else really became entangled. And it wasn't so much rape now, it was love, it was interaction. I know uh, in the book, you know, Josie, one of the girls who Silka meets, actually has a baby with. Um, the, her rapers, which is basically her, her camp camp husband, and you know, her views are, you know when are we going to be able to get out and, and have a, a good life with my with my husband, basically my camp husband. So um, yeah, it, it, it was interesting to see just how that, that mentality uh, of a human can change in those positions and, and how rape can all of a sudden seem, well, at the start definitely very much is is an atrocious um, act. And then you know, months and months of that, of being in this hellacious place And just having that the sort of connection It almost shifts the way that people think about that um, Some of the personal takeaways for me um, Look at Silica's it's a journey A story really can be told well in far fewer words I do believe that if you need to write a book um, To tell the story And to tell, get the point across And the, the information that's there um, With a lot of words for no reason It kind of takes away a lot from the book And that that for me felt um, explicitly sorry with Silka's journey. I, I didn't feel it through the Tattooist of Auschwitz um, by Heather Morris, but in here, I just felt, you know, the the progression between Silka going from being in Auschwitz to being liberated, talking to the Russians to getting to um, the Okuda Gulag. Okay, cool. You know, the Transition was quite good. It was um, filled with action, I guess you could say. Everything was being described well, as you'd expect. But then, the description and the information that falls between that all the way through her years, it just seems like the pace is quite slow. I don't know if I was expecting it to be faster, but at least for me, I felt like you could almost chop half of the book out of this. Still got almost the exact message, a lot of the really punchy uh, points of the book, and it it would have made for a a better read because a, a lot of the times I was getting halfway through the book and it was, again, there was another story around uh, perhaps an emergency uh, so at one, at one point Silke's, um in the ambulance basically going in and out and there's a lot of stories and descriptions of you know her Silka here going out in the ambulance and helping people out from mine site or bringing them back and having the conversation about something fell on somebody now what's going to be the damage um, almost like you could have just explained that in, in a page or, or two pages perhaps and didn't have to go into the, the detail of every single one so at least for me I went you know what you could tell a really good story with far fewer words and there's probably a little bit too many for me as well um and then the other just personal takeaway I've, I've written here as well is that not all the people that left uh, the concentration came from Germany whether it's uh, Auschwitz uh, Birkenau all of the others those heaps I don't even know all the other names um and I probably should cause that's important information that we shouldn't forget um Went on to like you know after them, not everyone went to go have uh, merry lives now, uh, merry happy lives I should say. So even in the tattoo of Auschwitz, after um, Leil gets out basically from Auschwitz, he still has that challenging time in the Russian castle and trying to get himself back home. Um, and then for many many years, and this is not only just Leil's story, but many stories that I've read. There's just a, that mental challenge of being able to you know from from being able to forgive to trying to you know, enjoy happiness in the reality of life, it's difficult. Um, and now for Silka, now of Cecilia, you know, as much as the reality, she probably did get sent up. I, I believe some of the uh, fic- uh, factional facts, facts in here at the back of the book did t- talk about and find info that she did get sent out to the Gulag, um, Vokuta Gulag for quite a long time. don't know exactly how many years it was, but can you just imagine the the fact that someone who was in Auschwitz or sort of, three, four years and then gets an added, you know, 10, 12, 15 years in another prison that's, you know, different challenges. It's another hell. It's just a colder hell. Um, but it just it just dawned on me there would probably be uh, a large percentage, enough percentage that you go, wow, that that would have been torturous, torturous hell there. To survive probably through hell of what, 25% of your like entire lifespan, that is uh, and it's not impressive. It is um saddening. It is really saddening. It made me just consider you know how how many people's life got absolutely demolished, um, and probably the, the surrounding ecosystem of, of humanity around that as well. Um, so in the end, you know, Silka's journey, I enjoyed the points. i I have um I enjoyed Heather's previous book, but I don't think Silka's journey really hit the mark for me. It's a little bit too thick, a little bit too many words. Uh, while the story kept me encapsulated probably for the first 50, 70 pages, the rest of it didn't. It just, it sort of felt like I was, I was rereading, uh, of things that were happening in the past. And I don't know if it was that the fiction was not connected enough with what probably was exact truth. And so when I was reading it through, I went, is this reality? Is it not? Um, why is there so much sort of, uh, love, love connections here? And why is so many, uh, folks on that? Uh, perhaps i was just looking at it uh, in a different way um, but how would i recommend it to you me Mortal mortalites out there well i wouldn't recommend to actually grab the book i would probably recommend to one of those like blink blinkist or um, summarization book apps out there uh, to have a quick sort of summary of what it is obviously if you want to grab the book i'll make the link available so you can support us and get the book as well um, but all in all i gave Silker's journey a 5 out of 10 a good story but it did not deliver in comparison to its prequel, The Tattooist of Auschwitz. So that's all, Mere Mortalites, uh, Silica's Journey by Heather Morris. I hope you enjoyed the book review. Um, any thoughts, any ideas around this? Let me know, leave it in the comments, wherever you can. Or if you're producing, listening to this in a value-enabled value way, you can send through a bootstrap with your comment or if you think that I did a terrible job or missed out on some crucial bits here uh, around the review, whether it's um, maybe I, I missed out on a point that actually made it really, really valuable to you or otherwise. The more lights are tall for now. One out.